0: Look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More than money with the Popowitch Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here on 770CHQR uh, and More Than Money. Uh, you know, Faisal, we talk about um, taxes, we talk about after-tax income we talk about travel we talk about all these things you think there's a way we can combine everything into one <laughs> go
1: for
2: it
0: <laughs> go for it good luck my friend <laughs> all right well we've got uh, matt Altro. he's the president and ceo of mca cross-border advisors and matt's going to talk with us a little bit about how spending more time in the u.s during your retirement might actually benefit you from this perspective so an interesting article matt first of all welcome to the
1: show well thanks for having me
0: So let's talk a little bit about this. Um, You know, we read an interesting article, uh, and there's a a number of points you put forward, but I I want you to walk us through how spending more time in the U.S., your thesis here, uh, in retirement could actually be a benefit to Canadian retirees.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. So many of our Canadians, especially this time of year, are hiding down south because of weather, you know, getting in the Sun Belt, Florida, Arizona, California, beautiful places to be. Uh, but, you know, they can only spend about six months a year down there before you start to run into problems with U.S. immigration or the IRS from a U.S. tax point of view. And so uh, most Canadians are kind of counting their days and wishing they could spend more. Um, but it's interesting to note that if you are able to achieve a, um, a- an immigration strategy to allow you to do that, and I'll talk about it in a minute, you can actually find ways to save money in retirement. And that's because we all know that in Canada, we, we're famous for hockey and for taxes, right? We, <laughs> we pay a lot of tax up in Canada. And, uh, you know, in some provinces, up to 54%, 53%. In, Cal- in Alberta, it used to be the lowest. I know it's gone up quite a bit more recently. So in mid to high 40s, uh, a retiree uh, is looking at a pretty high rate of tax in retirement. What's interesting to note is that when it comes to your RSPs, you could actually uh, withdraw your RSPs at a much lower rate if you were a non-resident. And what I mean by that is, you know, for an RSP, it's always a great plan and, uh, you know, to, to contribute. You, you contribute it and you get a big tax deduction when you do that, gross tax deferred. But when you take the money out, as you guys know, uh, you pay tax at your marginal rate. So high 40s or whatever it is for our, uh, high net worth clients. As a non-resident of the U.S., if you're able to achieve that status, you can actually take your RSP out at a much lower rate. Canada will let you take it out at 25 or even 15% tax. So as a non-resident of Canada, you're saying? Yeah, you've got to be a non-resident of Canada. So that's from a tax perspective. So in order to do that, um, you're, you're basically going to have to find an immigration strategy to allow you to become a non-resident. And, you know, there's three basic ways that, you know, Canadians are able to spend more time in the U.S., getting either a visa or a green card. And, and those three routes are either a family-based option, mm-hmm. as, you know, maybe they've got a U.S. citizen who's an immediate relative, um, or maybe it's an employer that's transferring them or going to a job down in the U.S., get a visa, or an investor category. Some people who are retirees want to invest, and you can become a passive investor in certain investments and get a green card. So if you're able to achieve one of those kind of immigration routes, um, and it's for, for the retirees and probably more like the investor or the family-based, uh, then you know you can you know start spending you know eight nine months in the U S. and still have you know your three or four months back in Alberta to enjoy your family and the and the summers. Um, but then you're not a tax resident anymore in Canada. And if you're not a tax resident anymore, then you don't pay tax to Canada on your worldwide income. So whether ongoing income, uh, you don't pay tax to Canada. You only pay to the U S. And then with the RSPs, as I mentioned. You now have a much lower withdrawal rate when you tax rate when you withdraw the money.
2: Can I just jump in there and a couple of questions there? When you're sure. talking about the 25% tax rate being a non-resident, um, yeah, we're, there's a certain type of individual, certain type of wealth or income that an individual has with that when they're in retirement. Uh, is uh, receiving more than a 25% average tax rate. So kind of give us an idea of who is this targeted for? Like, I don't think it's the average person. Do or do you or do you think uh, every Canadian should look at this?
1: Well, you know, first and foremost, you want to do this you know, type of uh, plan if you really do want to spend, first of all, more time down there. You want to have that motivation to, to send. If you're a snowbird and you're counting your days and you're wishing you could do eight months, uh, that that's got to be the primary motivating factor the sweetener is the tax savings and it's definitely there so you know who's going to get the best tax savings you're right in in sense Faz, it's going to be higher income earners um... because the higher your income is the the higher the rate of tax the, the more tax savings there is on the u.s. side um, you know the, the there's on on ongoing income you know there is tax savings all the way uh, up to graduated tax rates in the u.s. versus canada so, you know, in the case of the 25% average tax like you just mentioned, um, I'm as I said earlier that Canada will let you take out your RSP at a a lower rate, either 25 and there's a way to get it down to 15%. So, you know, 15% versus 25, even that person is going to have savings, but when you're up at the high 40s, then the savings become very very astronomical. You know, if couples got a million dollar RSP between the two of them, you're looking at almost you know, 35, 30% savings on, on that income uh, when you take it out in retirement. And here's another one. Uh, everybody's familiar with the OAS, old age security, right? That's, and if you're not familiar, it's the, it's the pension that Canada gives uh, when you turn age 65, if you've been a resident for most of your life, you get uh, old age security, which is about $7,000 per year. So let's say 14,000 per couple, high income earners, unfortunately, do not get to keep any of that because of this thing called OAS clawback. I'm, and I know you guys are well aware of it. Um, so a lot of your wealthy clients never see a penny of the OAS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it bothers them, right? It really irks mm-hmm. people. Um, that it just sounds bad. Claw back, right? So the interesting thing, again, is as a non-resident, uh, if you're no longer a resident of Canada, you still get your OAS if uh, you're eligible for it, and there's no clawback, even if you're a high-income earner.
0: Okay, and there's and there's some differences. So, listen, if anybody's interested in this, I think you got to get proper tax advice for sure. Uh, and you know, Matt, I, I'm sure you'd agree with that because different states have different tax rules too. Like in California, if you're going to end up down there, California could be a punitive tax rate, you know, versus uh, say in Arizona or a Montana or something along those lines. So, it's it's there's some complications, but it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting approach to thinking about how to liquidate RSPs for those people that have, you know, significant wealth.
1: Absolutely. Uh, there's some more technicalities into into how the U.S. will tax. And I was talking about the Canadian rates. Yep. And what's really fantastic, though, and I'll try not to get too complicated, but the U.S. side, it, it, and the reason I didn't go into it in too much detail is because the U.S. side, what they do is if you have the million dollars, if you're not, let's say you're not a U.S. person, so you're a Canadian resident, Canadian citizen, you move and you have a million-dollar RSP. you cross the border, and then you start to withdraw it. The IRS will not tax you. You get a bump up. They will not tax you on the capital, on the total amount of that million, of the amount that you already had when you you crossed into the U.S. So it's only the growth thereafter that they'll want to take some tax from. And because you're going to pay tax to Canada, you're going to have foreign tax credits, you'll be able to offset any U.S. tax owing on any of the growth. So uh, the reason I kind of just didn't go into the details yep. because at the net 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 you actually still only pay the 25 or 15% to Canada. So so it is fantastic, but I really like that you mentioned California because they have they're nasty when it comes to tax. Beautiful place <laughs> to live, but from a tax perspective, they're not friendly. They yep. have the highest rate of state tax as you mentioned. And here's something else. They do not respect the Canada-U.S. tax treaty, which is such an important tool in all of the planning we do when Canadians move there. And here it hurts a little bit on the RSP because we all know RSP is tax-deferred income, and you don't get taxed while you're while it's in there. Well, CRA does that. The IRS will also grant you the deferral while you're in the U.S. and you have your RSP but California does not. So while you're leaving money in your RSP, which of course you will for some time while you're in the US, California will tax you on the ongoing income as a regular non registered account. So so that does bring it's a very good point you raised, Mike. And there is a lot of complexity to these things. And this is just one issue, guys. This is the real fun one where you save a lot of money on the RSP, but there's other issues yeah. when you want to move to the US like departure tax that's a big one
0: yeah that's right we can't do justice to the complexity of this but i like uh, like the fact that you've raised this and it's a it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting avenue to explore for those that it might work uh work with matt we've run out of time so we're gonna have to say goodbye at this point but i appreciate you uh taking some time with us today
1: thanks for having me on guys matt altro
0: is the president and ceo of mca cross-border advisors now, let's talk about cross-border advising and traveling and having fun in your retirement because that's part of the conversation in terms of lifestyle at
2: our upcoming seminar. Yeah, traveling, doing those activities in your retirement are very Saving important.
0: taxes if you
2: can. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And how do you make sure you can afford that, pay for that, have that lifestyle for the rest of your life, making sure you don't run out of money? All of these concerns come up, so we're going to address them and how to use our strategy to solve that problem on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. So give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or you can go online to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. And come back after
0: the break, we're going to talk about how to pull all this together, enjoy that lifestyle, and a little bit more about what's going on in terms of positioning for retirement. After the break, you're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money.